Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ian Robbins here with your weekly look at the PGA Tour. We're here this week for the RSM Classic. Take a little look back at last week's Houston Open. I want to take a little bit of a look into what's going on over on the Europe, the soon-to-be-renamed European Tour as they have their Race to Dubai champ- season-end championships coming up this weekend. So first thing, I'll look back at last week's tournament, the Houston Open. Course proved to be a very difficult course. For these pros, definitely the most difficult course that we've seen in this fall swing. Jason Kokrak came out with his third victory in almost 12 months as he survived the course and really took it to it on the back nine on Sunday. And uh, he won over Scotty Scheffler, who, again, is going to be mentioned as the best player yet to win a tournament, uh, especially in the recent times. Scotty Scheffler, who we were on with the line movers, had a two-stroke lead going to the back nine on Sunday. Missed a couple of short putts that really changed momentum. Jason Kokrak took advantage. And despite having a plus eight swing on the back nine on finishing up his round two on early Saturday morning because of weather, he was able to overcome that, be the best player in the field, take the course, take the championship. So whatever you've seen in this early early swing, a couple of trends, top players are coming out on top. The most part only had one new new player victory here, or one main victory to say on, on this week's uh, on the tour in the swing. See Matthew Wolf, Scotty Sheffield play both play well. You know some of the younger guys who had some struggles. Matthew Wolf especially, but he's definitely been in the top of leaderboards. Scotty Scheffler looks like he's going to break through, but he still hasn't found that mark. But those veterans guys who have had wins before, like Jason Kokrak, coming through on top, and then we've seen some really really deep shots, guys who. We don't really know their names that much, and they might be coming on one-off on a tournament here or there, but you know they're surround the top of the leaderboard, top 10 of the leaderboard as well amongst those big names, but it ends up being the, the proven winners that come out on top. So uh, we look ahead, and we look to the RSM Open this week, and you know, we are only got a couple weeks left before the, before the new year. We're tournament this week. We're off for Thanksgiving. We'll have one more tournament in the first weekend of December, and then we'll be off until January. So a couple of guys still trying to take advantage of these weaker fields, get some FedEx points for the season, get some statuses, maybe get some entries into the Masters. So we look at the RSM. We're playing in a seaside resort in Georgia, Sea Island in Georgia, south of Georgia, just off the coast of Florida, Georgia. Beautiful uh, resort island. They were playing on two courses, the seaside course and a plantation course. This The courses will be flipped the first two days. Half the field will play in the seaside. Half the field will play in the plantation and then those who make the weekend will play the rest of the weekend on the seaside. The plantation course is a much easier course. So what does that mean when you have a course split like that? Well, there's no first-round leader markets or anything like that, maybe from course to course. But if you see that a player that you like is playing the plantation course early, you might want to get that number early because the plantation course will likely have lower numbers whenever people play there. So if they're, if a player is playing the plantation course on Thursday and they get out to like a minus eight day, their odds are going to drop. Now, when you, if on the flip side, if they were playing that CSAT, that plantation course on the Friday, they might only start out with like a minus three and maybe their odds have gone up a little bit and they're a little bit cheaper and you could buy them knowing that they're going to have the easier course and it's going to even out over the course of two days. So what you hope for that kind of split is that the player that you back has a plantation course 
maybe in a better, you know, maybe the weather's a little bit worse. They play the easier course in the worst weather or they play the seaside course. They get nicer weather for the seaside course, a little bit less windy conditions on a coastal course. You know, you just hope that the weather splits and, and the difficulty splits to where they're playing the easier course or they're playing the harder course in the more favorable conditions. All right. So they want to, they don't want to let their, their easy course experience get neutralized. So what are we looking for on this course? We're going to focus on the seaside course because this is going to be three out of four tournaments. This is where we have shot tracker for these, for this course here. Kind of similar, similar situation we see with all, a lot of these coastal courses that we've seen is driving accuracy, hitting fairways. Um, you know, proximity is not going to be as, as big of a thing, but you want to be able to putt well. Putting well, it's going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be a very low scoring. We'll look at, at scores in the in the minus 20s or above, not like last week. Be a lot easier scoring course. We're going to look for players who are able to putt well, be able to hit fairways, avoid boy, avoid avoid bogeys. And, um, you know, you do see a strong course history correlation here. And actually, Seaside is one of the most favorable living spots for a lot of members on the PGA Tour. And you see this is basically like the University of Georgia South Southeast over here, and uh, many of the pros who make their off-season home at this call, call, call this course home are a lot of former Georgia Bulldogs. So that's going to look at on our court at our card here. So we're looking at at our favorites at, at our top tier. You know, Webb Simpson's at the top of the board. Louis Louis stays in Cam Smith. Those are your three top favorites. I'm going to avoid all three. Webb Simpson uh, is obvious favorite here. He's won before course it's a short course if it's a short course Webb Simpson's your guy Long Island one of the best short course players in the world of course over the last five years but he's been struggling a little bit last last year hasn't been great for him I think 10 to 1 is a fair number on him I understand it but I'm not gonna look to have it and Luke Ustay's in the same thing he's he was definitely one of the best major players that we've seen he has not played in a while he's had a lot of time off um I I don't not looking to back him here we'll see how he's playing he tends to be at the top of these you know, I like him much better as like a 50 to one in a British open kind of kind of player, the U S open kind of play, as opposed to a birdie fest kind of course where he's a top favorite, especially in one where he hasn't played that much. Another guy, Cam Smith, that's going to be one of our first in play targets. He finished very strong on the weekend last week, his metrics, as far as a short course player, bogey avoidance and player plays hits fairways pretty well. He does a really good job. With that, and there's no reason to think that he can't perform well at this course at 16, 16 to one, while warranted, especially with the splits, be one of our guys to look at coming, um, coming maybe from behind a little bit. You know, I have a friend I grew up with; he's a big time Cam Smith fan. Always every week he plays him in DFS. I don't think that's a bad idea this week. Um, my top two picks at the top tier, and these are kind of like the mid to upper 20s, early uh, early 30 to 1 range. Corey Connors, who over the last 12 months has maybe been the best long iron, short course, accuracy kind of hitter. He He's had good course history here. Uh, he was so good, so good to end the year. And I really think this this sets up very well for Corey Connors. I think you get him at a pretty cheap price, actually, at like 28 to 1 in this field. I do like Corey Connors a lot this week. Other guy I'm going to play at is Georgia Bulldog. Uh, I hated Georgia Bulldog as a Florida Gator myself, but Harris English, who has really done well, he's he's been in the mix in some of these birdie fests before. He, this is his home course. English, you know, he's he's a very good player. He's been one of the top players. No reason to think anything changes as far as being on a short course birdie fest type of type of person. So Harris English is a guy I like. 
My middle of the board is going to be a little bit short. Just going to target a couple guys. One being a, a Georgia Bulldog again, Brian Harmon. Lefty Brian Harmon, who is a great bogey avoidance player, great putter. If he gets that putter rolling, he's going to have a really good chance here. Another guy who makes his home here at Seaside. And Jonathan Vegas, who, who was in the final group last week. And as we've seen, the final group is somewhere that you do not want to be when it comes to the PGA Tour because we haven't seen a lot of winners come out of the final group. And Jonathan Vegas fell victim to that final group curse along with Sky Scheffler last week and did not come through. But Vegas does play the coastal course as well. It's a great ball striker. Again, as Potter rolling, he's going to be there, especially in the in the in the first part of the weekend. Um, a couple of long shot darts I'm going to look at, and these are a couple plays, situational plays, and a couple guys who are coming up new on the PGA Tour who I've backed before, and I think we're going to be on again. I think we see consistent improvement from them. One player I'm going to mention is Grayson Sig. Mentioned him at the beginning of the of the season. He was a very good player in the Corn Ferry Tour, a very consistent player, ended up winning one tournament in the playoffs. Grayson Sake is, a, again, a former Georgia Bulldog, home home course at Seaside. It's the island here. Grayson Sake is a great short course player. He's got a good all-around game, very accurate hitter, not the longest hit in the world, but he's very good around the greens, very solid on the greens, um, solid player in the fairway. I think Grayson Sake has a chance. I think you can get him at, at 100. Uh, I saw him at 140 to 1 on FanDuel. This is on Monday. That's way too big of a price for him. And you see him at 81, some other shops. But I do think Grayson Sig is going to have his name appear, especially for some of those top 20 bets that you might be able to see. Grayson Sig is a guy. Looking at another guy who we've been back in the last couple of weeks, Aaron Rye. Rye is a, is a player from England. He's really improved. He struggled starting out here in the PGA Tour after having a lot of success on the international tours. But the last couple of weeks, Rye has found himself in the top 20. He finished uh, tied for 19th last week. We um, were on him at a big number there. Uh, got a little lucky with the top 20 ticket there. Uh, Ryan missed a couple putts. Could have put him in the top 10, but he's been top 22 weeks in a row now after making the cut three weeks in a row. Ryan's a very good short course player. He plays the wind very well at the coastal courses. You see the wind become a factor. And I think Aaron Rye is somebody that there's no reason not to continue to back him. He's won worldwide. He's played worldwide. Um, he's won birdie fest. He's won tough courses. I think Aaron Rye is a guy that we continue to continue to play. Till we see otherwise until the price is gone. Um, two other guys, Keith Mitchell is one Bermuda grass greens here. Keith Mitchell's great on Bermuda. Again, Georgia Bulldog connection there. Long price. Mitchell has played well in recent weeks. He actually closed the season very strong and picked up the season very strong as well. Uh, he's going to find himself at home. Mitchell uh, at a big price, especially in DFS. Thinks a good play. And another guy, Camilo Villegas is a player who was at the top of the game a while back one of my Florida Gators. So I got to go with the East coast, um, uh, more East coast, Northeast coast bias there, but Camille Villegas, he, he's been playing the coastal courses pretty well. He, he had a very tragic thing happen. His young daughter passed away to cancer, but he came back and he's trying to like kind of regain his form on tour. And he was one of the top players for a time there. And he's been doing well, his best work on this coastal courses with the, with the smaller field events. And I think that's what we're seeing here at the RSN. And I think Villegas is a guy to take a shot at, maybe to finish in the top 20, maybe to be around. He's, he's had very, been very inconsistent. He's had some very good rounds and some very bad rounds. Cause him to be at the top of the top 10 of the leaderboard one day and then miss the cut. If he can find some consistency, you know, he's going to find himself at the end and, and maybe regain some of that old form that he had before. A couple of DFS darts that you might look at. Emiliano Grillo uh, fits all the metrics. Good short course player, good coastal course player. Uh, really good with uh, clubbing down. 
and, and finding fairways, finding greens off that. Pat Gazire, good course this here, former champion here, uh, plays birdie fest really well. He had a really good run earlier this season. And, you know, short courses, Kazai usually does pretty well. And then another American, but he's played on the European tour. Very, very, very long shot. Maybe if you're looking to win one of those big GPP prizes on DraftKings, Kurt Kitayama. He's a player. He's a great ball striker, short court player, not a, not a long hitter, very good approach player. Uh, Kitayama, just a name who I think his talent outweighs his price. And, again, we're trying to look for those mismatches. Now we're talking at a very, very long Range dart, but I think Kitayama is a guy to maybe take a look on. But my top plays here, top two plays at the top, Corey Connors, my favorite player this week. Harris English, uh, little, little, little touches, nibbles on Brian Harmon and Johnny Vegas. And then two big long shots I like, Grayson Sig, Aaron Rye, just continue to back them, consistent players. Guys maybe touching DFS, Keith Mitchell, Camilo Villegas, you know, looking for lightning in a bottle out of that. Uh, I do expect Connors to play well. I think Grayson Sigas could perform well. I'm going to keep riding Aaron Rye until uh, proves me otherwise there. I'm going to pause there for the PGA. Take a look at the European tour. That's going to be changed to the world tour next year. But they're at the season end championship, the race of Dubai. We're having some big names go over there. Uh, we saw this last year as well. So the way that this is basically at like the end of the season in the European tour, they're playing in Dubai. Uh, they played in Dubai last week, very different course this week, a very different field as well. Colin Morikawa actually tops the board along with Rory McIlroy, so you see the kind of class of player that's going to be over there this week. Um, but the way that they do, they do the point standings is one person could win the tournament, another person could win the race to Dubai standings. Currently, Colin Morikawa sits atop with his major victories there, but um, you know a little bit different than the FedEx playoffs in the PGA Tour where one person wins. You could have two winners. Last year, Matt Fitzpatrick, won this event while Lee Westwood took home the race to Dubai championship. So Colin Morikawa is actually be my favorite play over there. He's about eight, eight, nine to one, anywhere in that seven to nine to one range. Morikawa played in this tournament last year. It was his first time playing actually overseas last year. And he struggled early on. It's only a 50 man field, but then he found his way and ended up finishing tied for seventh because his weekend, he found something over there. And it's kind of what we saw with the open championships this year. First time playing in Europe. Kind of struggled early on. Then he kind of found something and ended up winning. I, I think Morikawa is such a smart player, such a smooth player, such a good player that once he figures out what he likes about a course, he kind of could take a stranglehold on that course and be better than everybody else there. Another guy to watch, Abe Answer. He's about 16 to 1. It's a little bit too, too, too pricey for me right now. But I think Answer, if he gets off to a slow start, could be a guy who can, who can come on. And just mention a couple. European players, uh, you know, this is great watching if you're up early on the weekends or out late. I should say that Golf Channel has these on overnight, and I have a lot of fun watching some of these European events, seeing some players coming over, especially when there's players that you know, like Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa playing over there. Early morning action on the Golf Channel here from Dubai. A couple players that have been playing really well over there that you might see their names pop up at some of the majors, WGCs, PGA Tour exemption a little bit coming the season. Sean Crocker, an American who's been very consistent. He finished uh, tied for six last week at uh, their tournament. Finished well last year. He's been playing really, really well the last month. Been one of the better players on that tour. He's at a decent price. Look at Sean Crocker, maybe to come in the top 10. Minwoo Lee, who's won a tournament earlier a couple months ago on the European tour. He is the next guy who I think will take take the PGA Tour by storm. His countrymate, Lucas Herbert. Won a championship in his won his first PGA Tour championship this year. I think Minwoo Lee is the next Australian to come over and have a really, really good 
um, showing in the PGA Tour. If he's not over this year, he'll be over next year for sure. Minwoo Lee's maybe been the best player in Europe this year. He's about 30 to 1, finished in the top five last week, and has been very, very strong. Bern Wiesberger, familiar name. He kind of splits between the Euro Tour and the PGA Tour. Wiesberger played, he finished tied for second last week. Uh, he's been very consistent, uh, kind of a short, odd price, but you know maybe he's been the best player, consistent player. Uh, another guy to watch there. And one more name to throw out there, Sergio Garcia. Good old Sergio has had a great season. He's a little bit overpriced, kind of priced with some of the guys like Wiesberger, Minwoo same price as them. Sergio's just been great form. Uh, and he's been playing well. He's got it's not it's a top heavy field, but not the strongest field. It's only a 50 man field and 20 to one. I think Sergio that's a decent price on him. But favorite play in the Dubai tournament: Colin Morikawa, uh, Sean Crocker, Minwoo Lee. Take a look at Bern Wiesberger. If he gets behind, he's been pretty consistent over four rounds. He should be able to come up from the end. Okay, Matthew Fitzpatrick won this event last year, um, so it's not. Doesn't not a bomber's course, not somebody you know, wide open desert type of course. It's a resort course, uh, a little bit tougher than the minus 23 winner last week at Dubai. Uh, about minus 14, minus 15 is what we expect to see, but really good class at the top of the field. Fun tournament to watch. A lot of movements with the with the standings, a lot of money on the line. But I definitely like Morikawa, Crocker, Minwoolie to show up. But that's our look at the golf around the world this weekend. Good luck with your picks. Good luck with your plays. Uh, off next week. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks to close out the 2021 calendar year season. Good luck. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.